0: i i want to share something real quickly i I don't have a whole lot of time but it's very very important it's it's something that i know god gave to me to share it's always a blessing when i know uh, i always try to listen to the lord before i bring a message but it's always good when the lord confirms it that this is what i want you to speak about and, uh, and God did that this week, and I know this is coming from the Lord. Uh, and I'm going the second part of uh, the message I started last week. Uh, when God invites you, when God invites you, Father, we ask that you speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Arguably, the most uh, passionate invitation Jesus gave in the Gospels is found in Uh, John chapter 7, and I want to read that invitation to you here in John chapter 7, verse 37 through 39. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39 says, But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Jesus was in Jerusalem uh, when these words were spoken. Jesus had to be in Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles. Every Jewish male was required to be in Jerusalem during three major feasts of the year. And this was one of them. And Jesus was there. And they were seeking to kill him. So he came in the midst of the feast, went into the temple, and started teaching. And they went through the feast seven days. And the eighth day, it was the day for them to leave after the uh, feast. And they were doing, just get, putting everything together to, to leave. And Jesus yelled out. He cried out to the multitude. A lot of people, he screamed at them saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me. If you are thirsty, come to me. What Jesus said, come to me and you'll drink from me. Now, he wasn't offering water. He was offering himself. If anyone thirsts, Come to me. Some of you will come to him today because there is thirsting going on in your life. There are things that are happening in your life that you don't have control over. You want to be complete. You want to be happy. You want to follow God. Even life doesn't make sense to you. Things are difficult in your life. Nothing seems to be working for you. That's what Jesus is saying. You need to come to me and drink. So that you can be happy in life and have eternal happiness. That's what he's saying. He's inviting you to come to him. But then he added in verse 38, he who believes in me. So when you come, you need to believe this is how you drink. Out of his, your belly or out of your heart will flow rivers of living water. Not just a river, but rivers of living water, these are rivers that will touch every area of your life. This river will touch your relationship. this river will touch your finances, this river will touch your health this river will touch your children, your goal in life, your dreams, all of it. This river is called the river rivers of What? Living water. So if whatever in your life is dying, regardless of what it is, you need this river to flow into it. And believe me, Jesus says, come because I want to give life to that area of your life that's dying. That lack of confidence, that feeling of rejection, God is saying, I want to put confidence in that. So you know that you are not just a creature of God, a creation of God, but a child of God that God wants to do mighty works through. You need the river. And this was a passionate call that Jesus gave, and he followed it after this time, after his death, he rose from the dead. He started talking to his disciples about this. Because the Bible tells us when he spoke those words, what he was actually saying, is given in uh, verse 39. But this he spoke concerning the spirit. The river that Jesus was wanting to give to us is the spirit of God. That's God himself. The Holy Spirit. He spoke concerning the Holy Spirit becoming rivers of living water in your life. So you need the Holy Spirit in you. To produce these rivers of living water that will touch every area of your life. The first thing, if you have not already come to Jesus, you need to come to him today. And some of you will do that today. You need to do that. Come to Jesus accept the invitation this invitation is from god don't care about what people say or what people think or why did i have to wait until this time what will people think about me uh, what have i been doing all these years that's not important what it is you heard the call today and you're responding to jesus amen you don't care what people think you're responding to him because you have heard his voice And he's speaking to you this morning. When I read his word, that's his voice speaking to you. Amen. So that's what he's saying. Come to receive this rivers of living water, which he spoke of, which is the spirit of God. Now, we need to understand this. After you get born again, you need to be baptized in water. It's very important. There are a lot of Christians that say, this doesn't matter. You don't know what this is all about you're not the one that's going to detect. He is the one that went to the cross. He told you, if you believe you need to be baptized in water, you need to do that. You need to obey. To obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken him than the fat of Ram. You need to obey, but there are two kinds of baptisms. If you read in Hebrews chapter, chapter six, verse 2, he talks about the doctrine of baptisms. Not just one baptism, but two kinds of baptisms. Now, uh, uh, John the Baptist in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, said, I indeed, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But there is one who is coming after me who is mightier than i he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire so man baptizes you in water but god jesus himself he's the one that baptizes in the holy spirit this is scripture this is scripture you there there are no exceptions you want to follow god you got to go this way you have to submit yourself so that Jesus will baptize you. When you are baptized in water, you come out of water, you're wet, right? I won't have to tell you, If you been baptized in water? You already know you're wet. And when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, and when Jesus baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, you will feel the same wetness. It's a different kind of wetness, amen? This is the river that Jesus was talking about. Jesus told his disciples in Acts chapter, chapter, chapter 1, he said, I don't want you doing anything. Don't even try to go tell the world about me. You need to wait for the promise of the Father. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me read this scripture to you just to let you know that there are two types of baptism. In, in Acts chapter 8, verse 16 and 17, it says, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, you know what that means? The word of God is who? Jesus. They had received Jesus. They saved? Yes. Because they have received, They had received the word of God. After they received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Why sending Peter and John? They were in Samaria when this happened. Peter and John were the apostles of the leaders of the church in Jerusalem. A new church. And they were sent to these new believers. And look at what the scripture says in verse 15. Who? That's Peter and John. When they came came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. What did they do to them? They prayed for them. They didn't dip them in water. They prayed for them. They were already Christians. They had already received the word of God, but Paul, uh, 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 John and Peter knew they needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that's why they left their flock in Jerusalem, walked all the way or rode on a donkey all the way to Samaria to pray for these people. They prayed for them that the Holy Ghost would come upon them. He says in verse 16, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. So you need the Holy Spirit to fall on you. Amen. You need that. I need that. That's the rivers of living water that Jesus was talking about. You need that. Jesus died to make this available for us so that we can walk with God. You cannot be holy without the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you are baptized first, and then you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Two different things. When you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the next thing that will happen is you speak in tongues. I don't apologize for it. If you can't speak in tongues, you need to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some people argue about that. This is Satan's best kept secret. He doesn't want the church to know. He finds these tongues more than anything else. He's formed a denomination separate from the other denominations. So that one group can say, we don't believe in that because he fears this gift. He knows that this gift can transform your life and make you into a star in the kingdom of God. He knows it. And I'm going to share with you from the word of God and the experience of individuals that God has done great work. And I pray that God today will give you an understanding. And I tell you the truth. If you will take what comes to you today, regardless of where you are in your faith, Regardless of where you are in your walk with God, and you are serious and you want to go higher, you want to meet face to face, believe me, one day, possibly I will be sitting with you, sitting in your meeting, listening to what God is saying through you. It's the truth, it's a big secret. This is very serious. What I'm sharing with you today is simple, but it's very, very serious. It was going to make you a real true believer, seen walking in power, or one who is going to go through life always struggling and doubting about faith and accomplishing nothing for God. So important. Tongues, so important. You know, many say, well, that's your gift. I don't speak in tongues. I have another gift. Well, let me see your gift. I want to see your gift. Because what the Bible tells us in in Acts chapter 2, verse 4, when they received the Holy Spirit, there were 120 of them. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, 120 people received the Holy Spirit, and every one of them spoke in tongues. God demonstrating This is the way I want it for the New Testament church. That's what he was saying. If you go to Acts chapter 10, Cornelius had gathered his friends and all his relatives. Cornelius, a Gentile general, if you will have it. He wasn't a a Jew, but God had spoken to him, sent for Peter. And the Bible said that Peter came, and Peter said, "You know, it's not right for me to be in your house. A Jew shouldn't be in a gentile's home." But the Holy Spirit had said, "You're clean, <laughs> amen." And I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to you about Jesus. And he was speaking to this man about Jesus, and God, God didn't wait for Peter to to get through his message, because he knew the way Peter taught he knew Peter knew these are Gentiles and God will not bless them with the Holy Spirit. He says in verse 44, verse 44 of, um, of um, Acts chapter 10, that while Peter was still speaking, the Holy Ghost came on them. Everyone in that place started speaking in tongues. And the Jews were surprised. They said, God has also given the Holy Ghost to the Gentiles. Jesus, we... He says, how? He says, for they heard them speak in tongues. Every one of them. In Acts 19, the Bible also says that Paul met with 12 Christians. He went to the upper coast of uh, in Ephesus, came down and found these disciples. And he said, did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? In other words, if you were a Christian, how come i don't feel like you already received the holy ghost and they said we have not so much heard about the holy ghost what is that and he said how will you baptize if you've not heard anything called holy ghost they said "John's baptism is paul said aha that's me okay he said aha and now I know. Because if you have been baptized the way Jesus asked them to be baptized, you'll be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they said, we never heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. So he baptized them again, and 12 men received the Holy Spirit, and all 12 of them spoke in tongues. He said, God, I do speak in tongues. I prayed for this for God to baptize me with the Holy Ghost. I knew I needed that. That's what's going to separate me from the other Christians. It's a gift from God, it's a language from heaven. Let me read the scripture Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 9. God was prophesying back there about this language that people will use to call upon God. He says, For then I will restore to the peoples, how many? Just the people, know, The peoples of the world, everywhere. I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they all may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with what? One accord. It's a pure language that God gives to you. He's the Holy Spirit language. The human language is corrupted and we need the Holy Ghost, the language of the Spirit, which is speaking in tongues, to truly, truly call upon the name of the Lord. That's the way to call on his name. He is the one that established this. And every Christian should want to have this if you really believe God and you want to go all the way with God. This will transform your life. This is a mighty gift that the enemy fears. Let me tell you this. Every time you hear somebody praying in other tongues, something supernatural is taking place. They didn't learn it. That's supernatural. It's supernatural. Every time you hear someone praying, when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, you don't even know that you are, when you pray in tongues that there's a supernatural thing happening in your life. I pray in tongues all the time. Sometimes we we'll take it for granted. But believe me, when you are praying in tongues, that's something supernatural. And when there is something supernatural that's faith in evidence, because you're speaking out of faith, anything can happen. Amen? Because you're already in the supernatural when you're speaking in tongues. You're already there. Anything can happen. God will make greatness out of you if you will spend a lot of time praying in other tongues. That's the key. A lot of Christians pray more in English or their native tongue than is praying in, in, in tongues. That's a mistake. That's a serious mistake. If you have been filled with the Holy Ghost, you need to spend more time Praying in tongues. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost and you haven't spoken in tongues, God would give that to you this morning. Let me hear an amen. You can receive that this morning. You, Jesus tells us in in Luke eleven. He says, "If you earthly father, verse thirteen, if you earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him?" Simple. Everyone before this, he said, "Everyone that asks receives. Everyone that asks receives." And then he went down and he said, "If you fathers, your children ask for uh, things from you, ask for bread, would you give them a stone?" If they asked for a fish, would you give a serpent? And then he said, if you've been evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So the Holy Spirit is a good gift coming from God to your life to transform your life. It's a great gift. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't know what you have inside of you. This thing can transform your whole life, your family, and transform a whole nation. God has done that through the lives of many individuals. Praying in tongues and spending time praying in tongues can transform your life. There is a a great evangelist. His name is Mahesh Shavda. This is what he said. If you pray in tongues faithfully and consistently for 40 days, you will see a change in your life. Dr. Roy Hicks Many of you heard about four Square Gospel, Amy Simple McPherson. She established that church and this man worked with him. I think he died not too long ago. A great man of God. This is what he said. Every great man of God I have known who preached the whole council of God does a lot of speaking in tongues. These people, some of them were with what uh, William Seymour. How many of you know Azusa, of Azusa Street Revival? Yeah, some of these individuals were them. He says this to us. John G. Lake. That's another great general of God. John G. Lake was an American here, sent to South Africa by God to do missionary work. And then they had a serious plague that came into that country. And people were dying like flies. And John, he wasn't preaching, just all he was doing is helping people, getting them for burial and all of that, walking with them. And every time they die, when they die from the plague, they foam in the mouth. And so England, the English people sent some doctors over to be with, to help these natives that were dying. And when the doctors came, they found John walking with the dead and trying to get them bur- buried. And they said to him, so you can't do that. That foam from the mouth, if you touch that foam, that thing gets in your body, you, you're a dead man. He said, no, 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 you guys don't understand. You don't know anything," he says. "Those things cannot do a thing to me." They said, "Sir, I know you're a missionary, but uh, you're not using your head." He said, G- "Put some of that foam in my on my hand." They took their stuff. They got, they scooped some of the foam, put it on his hand, and he said, "Take him out. Go and check your microscope." Every one of those bugs dead. There was no one that was alive, so they left him alone to do his work, to help bury the people because that sickness couldn't kill him. This is what John G. Lake said. He said, I want to talk with the utmost frankness and say to you that tongues have been to me the making of my ministry. Tongues have been to me the making of my ministry. John G. Lake, oh, I, I saw a picture of John G. Lake, William Seymour, F.F. F. Bosworth, all of these great men, they all gathered around this thing, tongues, speaking with all the tongues. So important. These were great men of God. They, uh, many of you have heard about Smith Wigglesworth, right? This is what he had to say. No Pentecostal person ought to get out of bed without being lost in the spirit and speaking in tongues now smith wigglesworth raised people from the dead including his wife he was out someday and he heard that his wife had died he was mad he got back home they said he took the wife and slammed her to the wall and commanded the spirit to come back and the woman came back alive and uh she had been in heaven. It was that time to go. She prophesied to him, let go. I had to go home. So he left the woman and the woman, you know, went back to be with the Lord. But she, she was raised and did a lot of miracles. That was not the only one that Smith was raised from the dead. And all of that because of the ability spraying in other tongues. He says this, Father, no one shall come to the door of the assembly without speaking in tongues and having a psalm or a note of praise. You shouldn't go. You know, the apostle Paul says this, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. This morning, I want, this is the secret I'm giving to you. Some of us don't even spend time praying. But I want to encourage you this morning. If you have been filled with the Holy Ghost or you have whatever problems going on in your life. I encourage you to make a commitment to spend just 30 minutes a day. Saying nothing but praying in other tongues and watch what's going to happen after a month. Just try it this is the greatest gift that god has given to us the holy spirit i don't argue about it years ago i discovered that i needed to pray in tongues and in those days the enemy would be telling me this i do know this is of god and all of that i said even if he killed me i'll pray in tongues and i spent a lot of time praying in tongues you want to receive revelation A lot of people read the word of God and don't have any understanding. Do you know why? God has given you the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. The Holy Spirit has been given to you to teach you. Jesus said, when he is come, he will teach you all truth. He will bring you into all truth. He is the teacher. How are you going to get the Holy Spirit to teach you? How are you going to do that? You're going to pull a chair for him to sit down and then he start talking to you. Let me read this scripture to you. In first Corinthians chapter two, verse nine through 10, it says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through what? Through his Holy Spirit. The only way you can understand the ways of God, he's got to be the Holy Spirit. When Peter said, you are the son of God. When Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? He says, you are the son of God. Peter said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. My father revealed that to you. He didn't come by his knowledge. You to understand God cannot be your knowledge. He's got to be the Holy Ghost that's teaching you the things of God. And how does he do that? When you are praying in tongues, that's the closest your spirit can be with the Holy Ghost. And at that time, according to Dave Robinson, God will begin to download information, revelation into your spirit. That will transform your life, transform your family, transform those around you, and make greatness out of your life. That's just the truth. Christians will not do this. They will spend time praying, talk more of praying in tongues. They don't have that time. But I tell you, once you start doing this, the power of God will begin to flow through your life. Things will begin to happen to you that didn't happen before. I know that. There was a time in my life I decided one hour every day. I woke up early. It's still a practice for me today. I like to wake up very early so I can speak in tongues. Sometimes I pray to the Lord and I'm I'm worshiping the Lord, but I take permission from him so I can strengthen myself. And I say, Lord, permit me. I'm going to speak in tongues. I do it for a while. And God speaks to you. Sometimes you speak in, in tongues and his spirit will tell you, son, I want you to be quiet. I want to speak to you. And that's happened to me. He'll speak to me. Tell me, be quiet, son. It's my turn to speak. The Holy Spirit, his word brings you right into the very presence of God. The Holy of Holies. He is the one that prays through you. You can't do it. You don't understand the things of your own life. Talk more about the world and the world around you. How can you comprehend all of those things? You need the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, you must never leave Jerusalem until you are endued with power. And the release of that power is tongues. Amen? His tongues. His tongues. Don't argue against the gift. Don't argue against what God is giving to you receive that gift and watch god transform your life you're suffering from a problem spend time praying in tongues and god will make a way that river will make a way for you that will carry you to your destination amen he delivers you the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god It says in verse 12 of the same chapter, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. How do you know the things that have been freely given to you? Only through the spirit of God. Only that way, the spirit was given to us so that we can know what's been freely given to us. If you don't have the spirit, you would not be able to know what's been given to you. We need the Holy Ghost. This is what strengthens us. In Jude one twenty, it says, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. Many of us are praying, we want faith to say, God, give me more faith. You're just wasting your time. Just praying to God, God, I need you to give me faith. The Bible says, if you want your faith to be strengthened, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Many times your heart your heart is going back and forth, spend some time praying in tongues. In First Corinthians 14, verse 4. He says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds up himself. That's how you build up yourself. But he who prophesies edifies the church. So when you are speaking in tongues, you are making yourself strong in faith. And if you deny that and you put the speaking of, in tongues away from you, you, there's no other way except just reading the scriptures, which you cannot really understand. He won't go into your spirit. You need that. Cho says this. He said, I know a lot of people need to hear my word and I have to give them the word of faith. So he spends a lot of time, sometimes up to five hours a day speaking in tongues. Dave Robinson spent so much time praying in tongues. He was a carpenter and God called him. He said, I shut myself in my room, my closet to pray for eight hours. He said, I prayed for a few, for a long time. And then when he looked at the time, he probably was over there for only 20 minutes. He said, God, how am I going to spend the remaining time? What am I, I don't have anything to say. But then he started speaking in tongues. The first day he left that closet, went out somewhere, a woman that was paralyzed. The first day, that healed. Because God does work through the Holy Spirit in us. The spirit is the one that helps us to pray. We need the Holy Spirit to be able to really communicate with God. Paul Younger says, sometimes I just feel the urge to pray. Have you felt the urge to pray, but you don't know what to pray for? That's when to pray in tongues. Maybe your son is, is driving somewhere and there's going to be a bad accident. But God is putting in you an urge to pray. You don't know that. You won't be saying, God, protect my son from the accident. you pray in tongues and the Holy Spirit will pray for that. That's what the Bible tells us. We do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Holy Spirit prays to us, through us, with groanings, that's in tongues, that cannot be uttered. God is both asking you to receive him first. Be filled with the Holy Spirit second, and spend much time praying before God in tongues. Amen? That's what God is calling us to do this morning. I'd like everyone to stand up this morning.